Mountain Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. I'm here today with Baby Daddy Ray. Welcome. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) This feels so awkward. (laughs) So, Baby Daddy Ray and I are recording our first podcast episode together, which is very fun and interesting, and it's going to be an experiment. (laughs) Okay. So... We're going to be talking about our relationship and our polyamory journey that we embarked on together. Yeah. So, first, I wanted to take us back to when we first met, and I would love for you to share uh, how we met and started a relationship together. Okay. Yeah. So, when we first met, we're both we were both quite young and uh we were working at the same restaurant where you um you were a waitress and i was just the kitchen hand (laughs) um and we did go we were going to the same school but we didn't realize that until quite a bit later i think and i think even then i only saw you there like once it's because um, I was right. not really ever there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how it, how it started, and it wasn't till one of because we were quite friendly, and it wasn't till one of the um, other girls in the kitchen had had sort of mentioned to me that um, that he seemed quite interested in me, um, and then I think it just sort of quite organically went on from there i think yeah you gave me a ride home one time and then asked if you wanted to hang out outside of work um and then we were sort of hanging out with each other quite a bit um you'd come out of a relationship quite recently Mm -hmm. um so i was trying to make sure you had like space and time how old were we I think I was like 16 yeah. at that point. You were 18. Yeah. It's pretty edgy. <laughs> you were only just legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like... Back then it seemed like a bigger difference, but now not... Well, not really, now. Yeah. But then it was. <laughs> yeah, but you're always prowling on the youngins. No, probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I do like them young. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, from there, yeah, it just sort of progressed until 
we eventually got round to dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember asking you out. I actually think I asked you. Yeah. I remember I was like, oh, nah, we'll just keep it cash. We'll just keep it cash. Okay, I'm in love with you. Let's mm. be together. <laughs> That's what I remember. You probably did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I think I just gave in and then I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we were together for like two years. Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very cute little romance we had at work. Mm. You know, waitress in the kitchen hand. Yeah. Waitress in the dishy. It's real cute. <laughs> and um, you, you got an opportunity to go overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I went traveling for a year and a half and we separated during that time, mm. technically. Um, but yeah, I remember still very much feeling um, like we were attached in many ways. And um, yeah, I missed you a lot and was very keen to come back. I think I was gone, yeah, a year and a half, and then I wanted to come back. And, yeah, a huge part of that reason was to see you again because that was very hard being apart for so long. When we had such a, um intense relationship. Yeah. Those two years were very intense. Uh, we were monogamous during that time. We mm. were only just babies, just teens. Yeah, well, I really thought of it in any other way. Yeah, well, we didn't, at that point, we had never even, I had never even heard of polyamory. Had you heard of no, polyamory? No. Or, or even open relationship? Had you heard about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember being conscious of open relationships at that age. Because I, I feel like if I had known that it was genuinely a thing, I'm sure I would have at least um, discussed it with you or like, we, we probably wouldn't have been ready to do it. Definitely not. Well, I don't like, think you were in that sort of place either. No. At that moment. I don't think. Yeah. But, I, but it definitely would have at least piqued my curiosity. I, mm. I don't think we would have done it, but I think I would have definitely been like, huh, that's interesting. And I just don't ever remember even hearing about it or discussing it or being conscious of it. The first time I actually heard about being in an open relationship was while I was traveling I was out clubbing one night and I met this lesbian couple and they were <clears> – why are you smirking? No, no, no. I was oh, oh, you're raping. I was, I wasn't sure <laughs> Having I a was cheeky gonna, vape. Yeah. I was going to pick up on the mic. <laughs> so I met this couple and they were in an open relationship and I was just like, huh? What? <laughs> This is a thing. I had no idea. And I was just asking them all the questions that people ask me now about being in an open relationship. You know, questions about jealousy and sex questions <clears throat> tend to be the most common. And yeah, that really planted the seed for me. Then I came back. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was pretty hard out. Um... What was it like for you while I was away? Yeah, that was quite difficult, especially the first while because we we hung out so much. Mm, yeah, do normally, but um, <clears throat> I'd say like very close friends mm. as well. Um, we spent really all of our time together, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. didn't really do anything else except work. Mm. We were both working full time, 
Um, I remember I was working like 50 hours a week a lot of the time and you were often working a lot as mm. well. And so we pretty much just worked, drank, yeah. <laughs> drank, partied, partied um, hung out with our friends and hung out with each other. That was pretty much our life for the two years we were together. Mm. So it was such a sh- abrupt change um, to go from – yeah, being that intertwined to being completely separated uh, across the globe. Yeah, definitely. Um, which we tried to cut it off entirely and have no contact, um, which I lasted two weeks, I think, <laughs> <laughs> before I emailed you. Yeah, and so then I came back and, yeah, we hung out for the first time. Mm. That was intense. We cried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had missed each other a lot. Yeah. Then we, yeah, we reconnected and kind of picked up where we left off, essentially. Yeah. And we were together for, I think, another year before the subject of open relationship. We really, before we had a serious discussion about open relationship. So we were monogamous for another year and a half. Um, but I think that I had probably been discussing polyamory or, or not even polyamory really yet, but open relationships. I think I had mentioned it to you, maybe. I don't seem to recall personally. When, when do you recall the subject coming up or how, what is your recollection of us uh, even bringing this subject into? I think we had broken up or yeah. And... It was sort of around, it was basically that time because we still wanted to see each other and be mm. involved with each other. But um, there had been sort of complications, I think uh, a lot on my end, um, just from stuff I would, I had been going through um, since, yeah, very young. And so I think, yeah, you, you brought it up because we wanted the benefits of having each other around but without but with taking the pressure and expectations off of each other mm. so it seemed like so it happened yeah. quite organically um and in a way <clears throat> that our relationship was ready to sort of go i guess to another level despite having some troubles mm. yeah definitely i think the way i remember it was that I was still living in this monogamous mindset. So I was having a lot of, I was projecting a lot into the future. Nowadays, there's this term like the escalator, getting on the relationship escalator, where you're together, you're monogamous, you know, you start living together, you build a life together, you have kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I I remember just kind of always looking at this, escalator type situation and just not seeing how it fits with me or or with us yeah um well i think we were both um quite solidly maybe not solidly against but we both weren't really into um uh, marriage yeah yeah neither of us had any plans for marriage no. um in fact i was quite anti-marriage yeah at the time <clears throat> for multiple reasons but that's for another episode. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> and we were having some struggles in our relationship. Um, and, yeah, so we, so we split up for a while and then we 
did acid. <laughs> and then we did. We took an acid trip and had sex again (laughs) and we're like hmm this breakup thing isn't working out very well so yeah so we kind of kept basically falling back into bed together yeah and we're like this is interesting so we're we're obviously wanting to be together in some respects but we're not wanting to be together with all the pressures and expectations of this monogamy relationship escalator Mm. that we seemed that particularly i remember feeling i was on or like i should be on Mm -hmm. and it wasn't and it it wasn't you know this picture perfect how i thought it should be um, but we wanted, you know, we were also very young. I was 23 at the time ish. And, um, so the idea of like, I think we both knew we were going to be in each other's lives for a very long time. Mm. And so it, it, to be monogamous just didn't make a whole lot of sense when we were so young. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. How did you feel? Do you think? I don't know. I don't think about that stuff too much. Yeah. As I, think, you know I just, with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think really deeply about everything. <laughs> I, yeah, I do like to go with the flow in terms of just sort of trying new things. Like I, I'm, for the most part, I'll give something a go once or twice just to see, just uh, in terms of curiosity and mm. experimentation. Um, I think it was... Uh, it seemed to when we started being poly, I, it was suited. Yeah, we were we were already in like a stage of our relationship where we were ready for uh, something new, some change. We mm. knew we wanted to be in each other's lives, but we didn't want to continue on uh, the this particular path. So then, I think did I bring it up? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think you because from your um, experiences while traveling and stuff and some of the things you and people you met yeah. and saw and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, from my experiences, I guess I, that seed had been planted and I wanted to give it a try. And now this seemed like a, an opportunity to uh, see if we could make a whole new relationship style work, um, which was pretty generally not well advised. <laughs> Like, usually it would not be well advised to move into poly from an unstable relationship. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's just not, like, if I was talking to someone now and they were like, oh, my relationship's not really working, you know, should I try poly? I'd be like, no, you should either break up with your partner or work on your relationship. Like, I think it's rare that you can move into poly from from instability and make it work. Yeah, well, I think it, it really does depend on mm. what they're having struggles with. Yeah. So, like, if they're struggling with, like, jealousy right, and yeah. issues mm. or trust issues in that mm. regard, yeah. then, yeah, no way. Then it, it, it's sort of doomed if they're to yeah. then go to poly. But I think our issues weren't really... Of that nature. Yeah, that's right. Like, we had a strong foundation of love and trust. Um, We, neither of us had, I would say, issues with jealousy. I think we definitely both felt jealous and maybe Mm. 
expressed it occasionally, but overall that it, it certainly wasn't a theme yeah, that yeah. ran through our relationship. Um, we're both very sexual, both very open to new experiences sexually, probably um, was even then interested in like, you know, having sex with others, with each other. Mm. Weren't we were probably discussing? I can't really remember now. It's so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we were both yeah very sexually open, and so I think to move into a space where there was um, a bit more freedom in our relationship and openness. So basically, we embarked on an open relationship mission. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We're like, cool. Well, we still want to fuck, so let's keep fucking. Let's fuck other people if we want, mm-hmm. and see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> We kind of just dived in the deep end. At that point, I don't think either of us had met anyone who was poly, like, in New Zealand. We didn't have any friends who were doing open relationships. I hadn't at that point read a book or educated myself on anything open relating. I think we just dived head on in and got started. Mm. And who was I first with? I Uh, think... A girl, wasn't it? I had a bit of a... Girl on girl, little summer fling. Yeah. Which was very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was really nice. Yeah. Um, sh- we, and then I kind of also dated one of her friends yeah. for a while and we kind of hung out with them. How was that for you? How did you feel? I, was, was I with the girl first or? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first, was it? Mm. How was that for you? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, like like I said, um, my expectations were, well, there was none, really. <laughs> um, I think I, it was more just wanting to be in your life to some degree. Mm. Um, so I was quite happy or quite open to work with anything. And I think that worked quite well um, in terms of, yeah. Don't have too much to add to that. Sorry, mm. it's just again it happened quite. Nothing. It didn't seem very forced or anything. It just sort of happened, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. No, we we we. I was having lesbian sex. <laughs> it was a warm Sunday evening. Um, Sun kissed lips. Yeah, <laughs> I got to sixty nine with a girl for the first time. <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> um, and who did you have sex with? You had sex with someone, a girl from work? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe a, a dude I met on the road. Oh, yeah. Was this when you started having sex with dudes? Yes. Yeah. When? Oh, tell me more. <laughs> no, that was that was a fling. Yeah. I think just to just to try try it out cuz I had been well, I, I kind of knew I was like bisexual from quite young, I guess. How did you know? I don't know. Just like when when I was younger, and you think about like I mean, real young, and you think about how young, <laughs> but too young. Details. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it was the best way I can put it is like thinking about kissing girls at school and then you're like hey i wouldn't mind kissing my boyfriends like that <laughs> as well yeah. and you're like mm, there might be something there it's actually it was one day when i was um watching gay porn i was like maybe i should tell my parents about this <laughs> did you no <laughs> 
Okay, so you're watching gay porn. How old were you? When I was doing that, I think, um, I don't know, it would have been like 15. Okay. So you had sex with a dude for the first time. How was that? No, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, had a good time. Cool. Um, We didn't end up meeting up again. Um, I think it was because of of me. I just wanted to, to try it and sort of digest it. Um, and then from there, whether I wanted to continue pursuing that angle, (laughs) (laughs) um, which I did. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I remember when, um, And I remember when you were telling me about you having sex with a dude, I was very excited by it. Um, I, I didn't feel a lot of jealousy. I think I was just real interested and curious and excited about hearing uh, about you having sex with another guy. I didn't have any any other male friends who were having sex with men. So this was super interesting and exciting for me. And we basically both just had uh, casual sexual experiences, didn't we? Mm. For a quite a long time. Um, when and mainly, and you mainly throughout the whole time we were poly, were having kind of more casual, yeah, yeah, sexual definitely. flings. Nothing uh, developed into anything long term mm. for you, but it did for me. I think that's the, the sort of like not what we're talking about but i think like i have a bit of quite a bit of trouble talking about the the poly thing in my relationships then because i was so unwell Mm. is that because mentally yeah Yeah. and so they not everything i was doing was of true or pure intention Yeah. yeah um yeah so that makes it a bit difficult for me yeah. Because looking back now, I'd be like, and not in terms of like a a regret thing. Mm. It's more like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that some of the sexual flings or sexual encounters you had, you did uh, because you were feeling you were not well, not mentally well at that time. And yeah, you definitely. maybe wouldn't have made that. Um, those decisions, yeah, later when you were feeling more well. Mm. Do you still feel that but that going into an open relationship or polyamory was a good thing for you, even though you were unwell mentally? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think because for me that um, auto- autonomy or... Autonomy. Yeah, um, and that sort of freedom is actually quite important in my opinion. Um, just for, for myself, I know, and I always like to be able to give others space for themselves, um, so they can further themselves as well if they, they choose to. Um, but I think, and I think that's why I was pretty keen to try polyamory was because, um, in monogamous relationships, you really sort of get merged into one. Mm. Um, and I think that is, can be a reason for some conflicts in, um, monogamous relationships. Whereas I think it's, 
important for um, both sides to explore their individuality and to sort of to know of it. Mm. So <clears throat> you're saying basically that you you've despite your mental health struggles, uh, you valued autonomy above uh, the need for security by having one one partner, which is why you you still even though you know you were going through a lot of shit, you still wanted the autonomy and the independence and freedom to explore with others and explore yourself. I don't know. It seems like a, a, a cleaner approach than having something so clear cut and dry, like to have that, that moving room, if you will. Mm. And I think it sort of creates that sense in a good, in a positive manner of whatever happens does happen. Mm. So, I mean, if, if you do choose to continue a relationship with each other or not or for whatever reason it it does take away or can take away a lot of the drama and um yeah a lot of the drama from any uh sudden shifts in personality mm. yeah i think um a huge part of it for me has always been that I wanted this like free flowing connection that if we continue to want to be with each other, then we continue to choose each other, but we still have the freedom to be exploring ourselves and exploring relationships with others. So for me, it always felt like a more authentic choice when I was given so much freedom to be with others. I was given so much freedom to explore what, how I could grow and change in being in relationship with others. It just felt more authentic when I was choosing to be with you year after year after year, even though we had these freedoms to be with others. And yeah, I think that was a huge part of why once we chose to embark on the poly journey, we stayed on it and why I wanted to stay on it. Then what happened? You knocked me up. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a fast forward, but yeah. Just passing the blame onto you for that. (laughs) No, It was a good day. (laughs) We got drunk on a Tuesday and thought we would, why weren't we at work? (laughs) Did neither of us have a job? No, I didn't have work because I would have been on my my time off. Um, Was I still on the road? I can't remember. Yeah, I was. Mm. I was still doing my. You were doing your sales, sales job. Yeah. You were doing a road a road trippy sales job where you would travel around. Mm. Yeah, and you were back. And I don't know what I was doing. I don't even know if did I have a job. I must have had a job. Well, I was home on a Tuesday, not working, and you were home, and we were having drinks, and yeah. then we had some sex, and there was an accident. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's some cum. Oh, okay. I'm just going to do nothing about this (laughs) and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, I guess a little while later, I was pregnant. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling you, how did that feel when I told you I was pregnant? No, that was good. That was, yeah. um, You seem very 
scared. Why? Yeah, but happy. But how did you feel? (laughs) No, I felt the same. Yeah, I was quite. I think it's one of those things is like when you love someone that much, then it doesn't really matter if you know what I mean. Like the any, you know, you'll be able to sort of get through it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'd been poly for maybe a couple couple years. Um, And then, yeah, so pregnant. And we, I don't even know if we ever really seriously considered changing our relationship style. I think continuing with Polly was just made the most sense to us, Mm. didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Even though I don't think either, neither of us had any uh, long-term partners at that point. I had one, a very close friend who I would occasionally have sex with and that continued through quite a bit of my pregnancy but uh that was yeah that was quite a casual sort of friendship thing Mm. friends with benefits arrangement and neither of us had another partner until uh well after Bubba was born once we moved to the bush home to our new home in the bush with Mm. my family was when we started exploring polyamory again a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bubba would have been about nearly two. We both had profiles on OkCupid. I think just you at that point. Okay. I had a profile on OkCupid and we were looking for other poly open people. Mm. And we met up with a guy who was part of a couple and they were both poly and they were quite experienced. They had been poly since they were teenagers. Yeah, 16 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were well into the lifestyle. So we learned heaps from them. So we met him for coffee and then um, we really liked him. He seemed to really like us. And then we met up with uh, him and his partner and all kind of explored some poly together. Yeah, A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not heaps. Not heaps, not heaps. We just hung out a lot, to be we fair. We hung out a lot. We got really close. We had a lot of really interesting conversations. I know I learned heaps from them mm. about poly and about permaculture and yeah. about, I don't know, I think it was just a really interesting explorative experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, getting to know a couple that were so in the poly lifestyle and had been for so long. Yeah. Anything you'd like to share no, about no. our experience <laughs> with them? No, no, it was just I think they um, may have gone about it. Well, I think we were just both going around our polyamory quite differently. Mm. But, yeah, I think because we, we we wanted to do things differently, that was where there was a lot of learning mm. because it is just one of those things. Like there is quite a lot of books on it, and I had read a couple of things by that point. I think I had read Sex at Dawn. Uh, I hadn't read anything. No, you hadn't read anything. I think I honestly had only read Sex at Dawn. I don't think oh, yeah. I had read any of the other books that I've read and listened to now. Mm. Uh, so meeting people uh, who are doing polyamory differently, I think, was just really good because we're just like, oh, yeah, some of the ways we want to do it and some of the ways we don't want to do it. And that was helped us refine how we want to move forward. We had heaps of hard lessons learned about consent yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had some very important lessons there, learning how to get and give consent. And we had, oh, what else? 
Um, just lots of communication learning because we had to communicate. With others. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we also had to do a lot of communicating with each other because of uh, being in this new dynamic with a couple. Yes, yeah, in that regard. I thought we were pretty solid yeah. personally. Yeah. Like there wasn't actually any issues in our relationship, in our no. polyamorous relationship. No, you you and I never had any issues with each other in regards to relating to them, but we had issues as a foursome, like, mm. well, we didn't actually ever have a four, four way, but no. <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, but yeah, but there were definitely some challenges and some conflicts that came up uh, in relating to them because, you know, this is a pretty, can be a pretty complicated situation. Um, but yeah, there was lots of lessons learned. Mm, definitely. Yeah. What did you learn? Uh, definitely about like communication was a big one, uh, especially when dealing with, with others or pursuing relationships with others to any degree um, and how important getting that clear communication from someone is mm. and personal responsibility yeah, and being able to say, you know, what you could have done better. Uh, so self-responsibility. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Big one. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Then what? Then I think, what was it? Um, around that time. We hosted a rainbow gathering. Yes. Yeah. A bunch of gay people come and camp on your lawn. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so, no, a rainbow gathering. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Some of them, many of them are probably gay, but that's not what a rainbow gathering is, Ray. (laughs) Um, So we had a rainbow gathering on our property and met some lovely people. One of them was a very sexy and delicious Czech man. (laughs) I'm sure he won't mind us saying his name, but we won't say it just in case. Yeah. We'll just call him Czech lover boy. <laughs> Do you think he'd mind that? I don't think he'd mind. <laughs> Wait, what about Czech man? Czech man? Uh, Czech man. Uh, okay, we'll call him. No, I like... All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did become quite... Dirty. What? Did the dirty. I did the dirty. <laughs> well, I I liked him a lot. Yeah. And I did start to fall a little bit very much in love with him. And how was that for you, baby daddy Ray? Yeah, no, like I I think it was it was fine. Like I, I had no issues with it with it going anything happening in that regard. Do I have to say it's not always easy dealing with someone though when they are experiencing that? experiencing what i i would put it as sort of nre or you know that that infatuation nre is new relationship energy Mm. it's the energy and the feelings and the emotions that you get when you meet someone new and it's super exciting and can make you a little insane yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) um and i i think it's just it's more 
not to do with the relationship, but it's like when you've known for someone for quite some time and then their their head is up in the clouds and they're not really grounded as much as they are, that can be um it can take a little bit of adjustment mm. to get used to it. Mm. Um, cause I don't think you would really experience that as of yet. No, uh, since we had been together and since we had been poly, I had definitely not fallen in love with another person or felt really deep longing for anyone. Mm. This was the first time for sure. Um, and at that time he had only just split up with someone he had been very in love with. And they had had this very deep, beautiful, month-long relationship at the Rainbow Gathering. Yeah. And so he... You forced yourself on him. And I... <laughs> and I did um, declare my love for him. <laughs> I don't know if I did actually declared my love, but I definitely made it clear that I wanted him. Well, when you, when you serenaded him by moonlight... It was pretty clear. <laughs> I did serenade him. That that is something I did. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was quite overwhelmed by <laughs> by my advances, and uh, the poor guy. And so that was interesting because I was being told no, and this is not something I'm used to, and I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, so that was an experience, uh, being in love with someone and being told no, that hadn't happened since I was a child. It was probably quite triggering actually thinking back. It was probably triggering my childhood wounds of when I was in love with my best friend, Lewis, if you're out there, still kind of love you. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, so I, it was probably triggering some rejection. And so I was just, you know, I was young, I don't know. I was still, you know, still learning how to do this whole relationship thing. How to, like, I don't think I had experienced a lot of being really into someone and them not being into me. Or them, actually, because he was into me. He liked me a lot, but he was just, like, not ready. He no, had just he- broken up with this woman that he was in love with. And now he's got this other woman throwing herself on him. <laughs> you know, he just needed some time. And I was just like, well, how much time? <laughs> But anyway, eventually we did end up together. Mm. (laughs) He couldn't resist me any longer, I guess. (laughs) And so then we embark on a very new journey where we are all living together. Yeah. So this is the only time we did this where we were all living together on a bush block. In fact, for a long time, it was just the three of us and our son. Yes. Um, on, for like months, months and months, we were living all together in the bush. Uh, yeah, as like a V relationship, you would describe that. So me and Czech lover boy were dating, but you were not mm. dating him. And you and I were still dating. So yes. I, so there's yeah. a V and I'm the point of the V. And that's just how we yeah, yeah, I'm just giving people the, like the that, terminology. It's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> it literally was all about me, though. Like, <laughs> it still is. Um, that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah, I share with everyone how that was for you. <laughs> oh, oh. Being... I thought you were saying you shared with everyone. Oh, no. Share, the boys. Share now. I did share myself <laughs> with all the boys. And, uh, share with everyone what that was like for you living with me and him and us being all in love and how you felt and managed it. Be honest. <laughs> Yeah, no, I th- I think it was fine. I think you two had some trouble with boundaries. Oh yeah, um, a little bit maybe further down the line, mm. um, and I think yeah, because unfortunately, I think as a relationship, it was fine, mm. but there were a lot of outside factors that were. Um, creating stress for each person involved yeah quite a bo- quite a quite a bit of stress as well financial issues financial yes Indep- like there was a lot of outside factors that weren't yeah didn't make it easy but in terms of like as an actual relationship i think under better circumstances it would have been fine um we were all pretty happy for the most part and actually spent a lot of time the three of us Mm. yeah it was quite nice because me and him were quite close not not yeah not intimately and i don't think either of us wanted that but we did enjoy each other um quite a lot on an intellectual level Mm. um and would often talk quite a lot yeah and how did it feel to see us together, to see us being intimate, to see us being in love, things like that? How was that for you? Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't, I don't pay too much attention to that stuff unless it like is directly affecting me in terms of if you changed or had changed the way you were acting towards me, mm. to which you hadn't. So, like you would i don't know and you were able to balance the time sort of between us pretty well mm, i do have excellent organizational skills and it was it was quite cool cuz he he actually took on the baby bubs mm. as well a little bit like mm. he was sort of there he was yeah he fitted into the dynamic really well mm. um in general yeah. He didn't act like an outsider. Yeah. Yeah, definitely while he was there, uh, we were very much a team, weren't we? The, yeah. the three of us were all kind of uh, teaming up to get the work done that needed to be done on the property. You guys did some cool, awesome stuff together. Yeah. You built that, um, what was it called? It was a grey water system. A grey water system together, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I don't know if it really worked. In I, think it, I think it worked a bit i think i thought it was so great you guys are real cute building that together and yeah and we were sharing the care of bubs all together and bubba was young still we were still getting up in the night with him and we were still co-sleeping i think then Yeah. yeah i think we were still co-sleeping with him and so it was pretty intense like i was still breastfeeding i was still breastfeeding at this time yes you were yeah uh for at least the beginning of it so yeah it was pretty intense but he he really helped and while he was there he was very committed to just being part of the team and helping us with everything that needed to be done and 
I think there was a lot of, I look back on it and just remember a lot of really glorious, magical moments of like, whoa, you're like, this is so cool. The three of us living here together. There's like no one else around. We're just getting to enjoy each other and have fun and, you you know, be close and be intimate. And yeah, we just had a really cute little polycule going on. And I just mm. thought it was, and it was our first experience of it. Um, and yes, definitely some boundary issues came up and uh, it didn't it, it didn't work long term. I think maybe we were together for like six months. So hard to remember looking back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was around six months um, before he he continued his journey on somewhere else. But yeah, it was quite an experience, mm. wasn't it? And overall, I think it went really well. It was not disastrous. In any way, uh, it was just a big learning experience with particularly when it came to boundaries. Yeah, that and I think maybe it was probably your first definitive experience of, um, I'd say, NRE and how mm. that can spike. Yeah. And what can happen after the spike as well. True. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I think the NRE hit me so hard, I had never felt it before, or I had certainly never been conscious of it before. And I definitely hadn't felt like that about anyone else since you and I had been together. Yeah, and then sometimes when that NRE wears off, if we're not conscious and careful, uh, we can just kind of, I don't know really what happened, but yeah, I think I during the NRE probably overcommitted myself and put a lot of pressure on myself to uphold two relationships at once, as well as look after a child and help manage a property. And I think I just overcommitted. I don't know. And, and uh, let the NRE kind of dictate some of my decisions and some of my behavior. And then, when it wore wore off, I was just a bit like, ah, <laughs> kind of help me. Um, so yeah, that was some big, very very good learning, and I have since been very very conscious of it actually, mm. and not um, doesn't mean it doesn't. I still have the NRE effects, or I have not not very often, but but I'm far more aware of them and paying much closer attention. Then no. I did have another relationship. I'd forgotten about that. Mm. That was, I think, there ha- there was a lot going on at home during this time, during the bush home, a lot going on with family. And that was when I definitely was starting to use other relationships as a bit of a distraction from what was going on at home with the next partner. Would you say so? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't seem to remember it too much yeah. for some reason. I think I was busy with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember I just did start uh, spending a lot more time away from home. I think I was. I think what was happening for me was that the NRE of a new baby was wearing off. I had this new baby who, you know, I loved so much and had committed so much of my time and life to. And I think that just kind of the commitment and the passion and the love and the surrender 
of being a mum kind of wore off a little bit for me and I started really, really craving independence and really craving uh, time for me and for my own separate life aside from being a mum. And that's where I think I started seeing this other guy and using that as a reason to get away from home a lot. And I remember <clears throat> you were staying home and looking after Bubba quite a lot while I was going out and you were okay with it. I think you were just kind of going with it. Yeah, no, yeah. I had no issues with, with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I felt you got a bit pushy with, you wanting me to have some sort of friendship with him. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which just naturally was not occurring. No. Yeah. I mean, we'd only seen each other like once yeah. at a party and I yeah. didn't really talk to him because I was busy with other people. Yeah. Um, potentially my brother was there. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a point actually is that my vision of Polly was always this what we call a kitchen table Polly. So a polyamory dynamic where everyone is friends with everyone and it's a little bit of a fantasy to be honest and it's often not realistic. Just because I'm interested and in love with or attracted to someone does not mean that my partner wants to spend any time with them you know, or wants to be friends with them. You know, like it's not and it's not necessary, but I think I did have a bit of a fantasy about that, about how we could all just be together and be friends and hang out and etc. And I think, to be honest, like that is the that is the dynamic I'm creating now in my life. But then it wasn't practical. And I think I was trying to force it. And you were just like, meh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were just like, you do you, but I don't necessarily want to be friends with your lover. Sort yeah, of thing. Well, I think it was more that, again, I like things to happen naturally. Yeah. Um, and, and I like to force things <laughs> and make them happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and so I guess, like, because we didn't actually get that many chances to converse mm. or even build a, a, any form of relationship between each other you and him yeah yeah um and so we had like that there was that one party and um and so i guess yeah i felt that it, it wasn't coming naturally it yeah. wasn't like uh, we'd met uh, we shook hands and i think exchanged pleasantries mm -hmm. um but it wasn't you know the the conversation wasn't rolling so i went mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to talk to people I knew yeah more or less yeah that's very fair I think you know a huge part of my uh, growth has been finding a balance between taking action to manifest what I want and allowing and surrendering and letting things flow naturally and you're always have been you know you're the mirror for me for that because you like to relax and kind of allow things to like you say, happen naturally and flow and go with the flow. And I like to make things happen all the time. So that's where we've both balanced each other out, I mm. guess, and been a mirror for each other because you're seeing me taking all the action and pushing things through and with sometimes some success, but also, you know, some pain. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that goes both ways too. Yeah, because yeah. there have been definite, definite times where um, I could have, or, you know, as a whole, you learn that sometimes you do need to be a bit more proactive with your approach mm. to certain things to so people know what you want. Right, yeah. And to get your point across. Yeah, definitely. Just going after what you want. Um, cool. Then, yeah, then so we we continued on our merry way, uh, but things uh, got a little bit hectic at the Bush home. There were some family issues. You and I were having some issues in our relationship. Yeah. Mm. But. Well, I mean, it, it's hard to really tell what were genuine issues. Right. Um. And what was actual problems within us mm. and not someone coping, trying to cope who was quite m- mentally unwell. You're referring to yourself. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and then the partner or you can only do what you can to, mm. to help that individual. Um, so it's hard to say what was, I think genuine issues there Mm, yeah and what were just my struggles yeah yeah and you know because and we will definitely i'd love to do a separate episode on your mental health journey for sure but it's hard not to like sort of talk about it no yeah definitely it's a huge part to me it felt like it was the main crux of our relationship to be fair yeah it was what caused Almost all the issues. Yeah. Of course, there were, you know, other yeah. bits and pieces, but definitely with reacting to a perceived problem. Yeah. Um, that was definitely um, uh, sort of poisoning what, mm. yeah. what was true and what was not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Since we met and before we met, you were struggling with really quite severe mm. mental health issues. But you know, when you're young and you and you're you don't have the right mentors and support around you, you don't know what you're going through, and yeah. you really have been on a journey of trying to understand it. And we've both been on a journey, I guess, of trying to understand mm. what you're going through and why and where it comes from and how to heal. Um, yeah, since we met and all throughout our relationship and definitely your mental health struggles and the way I reacted to them um, because of my own trauma Mm. created this, you know, often messy, very painful dynamic where I was trying to heal you and you were just trying to stay alive and keep everything together and cope, really. And that went on, I think, you know, in some respects, all the way through our relationship. Yeah, well, it did, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and that <clears throat> was ultimately what um, led to me leaving right. the Bush home. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's hard to... Well, no, no, it's not hard, but I the way I look at it is when I've really separated what was truly happening with me and there was no reason apart from my mental problems that made me leave. Like, yeah. yes, there were were some maybe family issues, but that could have been, there was not nothing serious had happened. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. There was no like massive blowout mm. um, that I seem to recall. Yeah, like there were arguments and yeah. issues, but mm-hmm. they were all things that could have totally been worked out. There was no massive trauma, tra- yeah. traumatic situation, which like left the the household shaking. It was mm. more just me not being able to deal with extra pressure because yeah. um, I was at capacity. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I, I had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And so you left and came back down here where we live now. And we did. So we were separated again. Mm. One of the many times we separated and reformed and readjusted how we relate to each other and how we um, love each other because we never stopped loving each other yeah. throughout all our struggles um, and um, the the few breakups that we had. Uh, we never stopped loving each other. And so each time it would happen, we would try to find new ways to relate to each other, new boundaries. That was, mm-hmm. I think, a huge part. We were always figuring out and putting in new boundaries and figuring out how we can relate to each other, how we can still love each other, how we can raise a child together. Um, amongst your mental health challenges and now the distance between us. And that didn't last very long. The distance just didn't work. Raising a child yeah, together no, definitely not. when there's about six, seven hours between us was just not practical. Yeah. And when I came back, I didn't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no car. Yeah. Mm. No nothing. Yeah. A bag full of clothes and a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to sort of restart in that regard, and that took a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, to and get then back on my feet. Yeah, and then so I moved, and so I moved down to be close to you, and in some ways we kind of ended up back together again. Yeah. Yeah, still Polly, but both of us, you were in a big, big kind of journey with your mental health and I was just on a journey of trying to cope with bubs and starting a life again away from my family. Mm. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, and we went through some things down here. We lived together for a short while. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we won't go into the whole mental health things that happened because that's for another episode. Yeah. But it all eventuated in us finally – ending our relationship mm-hmm. um, quite recently, really. Yes, yeah. Like three months ago, Yeah, maybe, a few months ago. Yeah, after essentially 11 years, mm. something like that. So that's a long time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that we've been doing life together. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it would be real interesting to share – the journey that we went on with polyamory and how it came to be. And I think there's just so much more depth we could go into in some parts, but I think overall we've definitely shared like, yeah, just the journey that we went on and how we managed it, the mindset that we were in, mm. I guess. And I, I suppose like what I what I took away from it is just to, I guess, be clear with your and tensions when in a polyamorous relationship or when maybe going into one 
as to what exactly you want from a polyamorous relationship, what you're looking for or mm-hmm. not looking for, um, and what is suited for the couple mm. sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I think something I read or heard recently was when you're either in a relationship or looking for one, no matter what type, ask yourself, why do I want this relationship? Mm. Like genuinely ask yourself that question and then see what comes. Because, yeah, I think a lot of the times we are just unconscious in our relationships. We're looking for something and uh, we're not, but we're not in, not even sure what it is. Yeah, and I think that can be the same with poly. Sometimes when we when we want to be in an open relationship and we want to try poly, why? Asking yourself why, and really being honest and del- like delving deep into why you want to be poly, um, because it's definitely not a quick fix or it's not an easy road. It's definitely can be very very challenging and complicated, but for people like you and I who really value our autonomy and independence and freedom to, yeah, to love and let people live their their life their way. Yeah. Even the people that you love closest, I think it really, it's worked for us. Yeah, hey, definitely. Like, you know, even despite we have the, the, the difficulties we've had, and like you say, largely due to your mental health, the polyamory has still overall worked for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, we made it work and we mostly didn't have a lot of conflict or a lot of issues related to Polly. Well, from my, yeah, from what I remember, there wasn't really any. any, Yeah. um, Sometimes we, yeah, no. Yeah. um, Jealousy wasn't really a thing. Do we want to say anything on jealousy before we go? Just because I think jealousy is such a huge question for people when they want to go poly. Yeah. And I think I'd love to for you to just share your feelings or thoughts on jealousy. I think um, I think jealousy can be there. Um, and I think maybe initially. But it, again, it's it, you've just got to know what what you want and how you see things and not to let what other people say or what other people think dictate what you want. Because mm. um, I think jealousy, which is feels quite quite closely linked to, like, guilt or shame, mm. you know, um, it's, it's all based from insecurity a lot of the time, is mm. that, you know, you're jealous because for whatever reason they want, you'll be like, oh, they want them more than me because of blah, 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 yeah. like... You make up all these crazy stories, um, which a lot of the time have no true bearing, and you're in your head, so it's like an echo chamber, mm. um, and just things that will affirm those negative thoughts a lot of the time, unless mm. you're able to step out of that space and really um, see what is true, mm. um, and then from there you can just sort of decide whether this is something you want or not Mm. so so when you've felt jealous what have you done for yourself how have you coped because i don't think either of us ever felt jealousy to such a point that we had to have a big thing about it i think both you and i kind of kind of just managed our jealousy on our own Mm. we kind of both were, were uh 
self-aware enough that when we felt jealousy, we didn't dump it on the other. Yeah, definitely. I don't remember that really happening from either of us. No. So what was your process when you did feel jealous? So you obviously felt it sometimes. I know yes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's sort of natural, but I guess it's um, uh, detaching from those. Again, working out what is true mm. and what is sort of manufactured by our conditioned thoughts. Mm. And I think like jealousy is definitely – more yeah a conditioned thought i don't think it it really occurs um naturally in people yeah. i think it's definitely a um uh i don't know a feeling that's been created um from outside factors um from outside thoughts and perspectives mm. um insecurities that we as a society have created mm. you know you must have this this and this and if you don't have that then you are not as good yeah um a lot of the time and i think my cuz i think there was only one time where i <clears throat> was having a bit of trouble and um and even then i i just tried to again separate that thought that thought thinking uh, that thought process <laughs> from <coughs> from the the actual situation because again it's a bit of an echo chamber and doesn't really lead to anything productive so i suppose it's it's taking a step back and thinking how is this actually helping the current situation and how i'm feeling mm. And if it's not, then there's a good chance then that it's not true mm. or not pure mm. um, and that it may not be coming truly from yourself. I think for me, I've always recognized jealousy as fear. I think that it it's like a that jealousy is like a secondary feeling and that underneath is fear and sadness probably. Mm. And that the, and that normally if you can just locate what the fear is, um, that can help you see more clearly what you're actually dealing with. Because often when we feel jealousy, we, we try to dump it on the other person. You're making me feel jealous because of the way you're acting because of the things you're saying. Well, I think, yeah, it's one of those things. It's <laughs> like, very closely linked to insecurities yeah. um and i think with insecurities that just ties in perfectly to ego so it's when you i suppose when you try to think outside of that egoic mm. um thought patterns mm. is when you can determine if this is an actual issue or not yeah yeah um and being, yeah, because I, I think uh, jealousy does stem from the ego. Mm, mm. Um, you know, you're someone's doing something against your created being in your head. What you're identifying with, yes. your identity that you've created. Yeah, and someone's um, crossing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's doing something to make you question your self-made identity yeah and I, I think it ties in with yeah because of ego and everything that that creates ego is a lot of those those aspects of pride ownership mm. um what was it? identity mm. roles mm. um and it's when something sort of steps on that the ego flips out and yeah yeah creates a problem 
Totally. And I think often if I'm feeling jealous and it's coming from an insecurity, all I just need to do is examine, is this coming from an insecurity where in my relationship there needs to be some work? So am I feeling, am I feeling like I'm getting enough attention? Mm. Am I feeling like we're spending enough time together? Are we having enough sex? You know, is there something in our relationship that just needs a bit more attention? And is that why I'm feeling this fear? You know, so it, it it's it's often for me jealousy. It's just like it's a flag. It's like oh, hang on, something's happening. I need to pay attention. I need to delve in deep and see what's going on within me, maybe share it with my partner or maybe just deal with it on my own if it is just something that I need to manage that it's coming from my own trauma or my own insecurities and I can just go and talk with my therapist or talk with myself and work it out. Yeah. There's a lot. I'm going to do a whole episode on jealousy, but I just wanted to have a quick share of that before we went. That was a big episode. Whoa, I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you want to share before we go? Nah, nah, I think that's that's fine. That was our journey, peeps. Hope you enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening. See you. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it with your friends. Leave me a review on iTunes and send your questions, suggestions and feedback to nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.